You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. Everyone, this is Chris from the Couch Rotatoes, uh, something good for you network, the Cryptic Conspiracy Cult, and whatever channel I want to fucking make up. Uh, I'm here today with Christy Phillips from our new uh, history podcast that we've just started. We're making some episodes and should be released shortly. Uh, we're still working on that as it goes through. Um, today, uh, it's kind of a weird episode uh, because Alex and Cap do not read books and such. Uh, <laughs> I decided to uh, do this episode based on uh, the books me and Christy have read mm-hmm. and that we enjoy. And please feel free in the Discord to tell us uh, any books that you think we should read, and I can tell you why I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> and I can tell you that I might. So just going into it, uh, what do you remember? Uh, uh, like the first book you read, like the first like novel. Old novel. Uh, it's probably you read in school, but like <laughs> novel. Mine was Charlotte's Web. I would probably say it was. Oh, you're saying novel. A book. Shakespeare count? No, that's a play. <laughs> I don't know. I swiped uh, mom's copy of The Dark Half when I was probably 11. Hell yeah. <laughs> I regretted that decision that, quickly, but yes. That Jacqueline Hyde story. Mm-hmm. It's a wild fucking book. Well, yes. I, Stephen King books are wild as shit anyway. Oh, yeah, they are. Absolutely. Do you, do, you, uh, do you ever like try to do the connection between all the books? I like to do that with uh, the main novels, but the movies, it's fun to do it with the movies because mm-hmm. I try it with the movies a lot. Well, uh, there was one. They, they, had made a, they had made a sequel to uh, The Shining called Dr. Sleep. I had actually started it not too long and, ago, uh, and then something happened, and I got distracted. Because uh, me and my buddy argued that uh, the villain is a woman. Yes. And I argued that the villain is actually Ellie Creed. That would make so much sense. And I'm just like this in the fan fiction of Stephen King. <laughs> the, the AU, the the, the 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 villain of the uh, uh, horror universe of Stephen King is uh, Ellie Creed because we don't know what happens to Ellie Creed. Yeah, she may have survived because she she had a form of the shine because she talks to a ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wasn't there. And she wasn't there, so maybe she you know kept it going. Yeah, and I don't know. I just like the like the fact that. Uh, in the book Needful Things the guy who brings all the guns to town mm-hmm. is the guy that tries to kill the chance from Stand By Me mm-hmm. uh, and the Nazi from App Pupil is only here because Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption gave him a fake passport and let him in it's just like oh Andy you son of a bitch I liked you Tim Robbins you son of a bitch but yeah I remember, I remember the first one we read in third grade that was the first big book mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte's Web uh, and then we watched the movie Oh, God. Charlotte. Charlotte. Where'd she go? She died. She died. She's a spider who lived an infinitely long time for a spider. Yes. And uh, may have caused a religion to form in that small farm town. (laughs) It's a spider that reached English. Yes. Which is probably why I never read it as a kid, because I absolutely am terrified of spiders. (laughs) Um, Well, with you being an English teacher and whatnot, Mm -hmm. uh, what... 
what would you say are there any books that you had from middle school and high school that you wish you could you know teach now honestly as messed up as it is there were two that mm-hmm. really got to me in middle school and one of them they, they were both kind of similar as far as subject matter goes one is a local book and it's called witness to the horror and it is a first-hand account of individuals in north carolina who survived the holocaust it's survivors from concentration camps it's american soldiers that came back and stuff like that and it's all local stories what was it called again witness to the horror that sounds like I'm, it, it sounds like a rap album <laughs> it sounds like oh shit rizza featuring eminem witness <laughs> to the horror coming at you now and, night circa 1999 and you're going to hell hold the door for me when you get there. <laughs> so we'll take uh, us for the children yes i agree completely uh that one for sure and then uh i do not know if my sixth grade librarian is still alive if she is god bless her miss clendenin such a name i had to do the accelerated reader program which was trash i hated it because did y'all have the did y'all have the uh, the green and yellow and red dots on the yes. books? Yes. God, that was a bitch and a half. I hated him so much. They I gave got, they gave me a book. It was a green dot, but mm-hmm. I peeled it back. There was a red dot underneath it. <laughs> you cheated? <laughs> no, they, they they changed it. Like somebody, oh. somebody put a sticker on that motherfucker. But I remember the the test mm-hmm. was a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up. Uh, I got mad because. I've always been of the theory of nobody's going to tell me what to read. Mm. Nobody's going to make me read something. If you have to read it for a class, that's that's different. But when the school is going to make you read a book, mm. that, that made me mad. Because I accept that my history teachers will have me read a history book. Or my English teachers will have me read a book with English stuff in it. Yeah. But when the school, who does not teach me things, makes me read a book, it makes me angry. So... In sixth grade, I was all up into Shakespeare and Stephen King. and He wrote the King James Bible. I believe it. Now, I, watched the, I heard an Irishman say that right before he beat a man to death. <laughs> and uh, I was getting ready to start Anne Rice, eighth grade and ninth grade. So um, You're reading poem. <laughs> I was reading Anne Rice. You call it what you like. It's a Harlequin novel with better... With better with better writing. <laughs> anyway, so I walked into the library and I found Miss Clendenin and I said, Miss Clendenin, they're making me read something on the accelerated reader list. I said, I want one book that I can read one time and be done. I won't have to read anymore. I won't have to mess with this list anymore. I can read what I want to. I want to go back to reading what I want to. So she said, as a matter of fact, there's a book over here that I think would be perfect for you because she knew that I was very much into the Holocaust and everything because my grandfather was there. Mein Kampf. No. So we go over to the accelerated reader shelf, and I'm already angry. And she hands me this book called The Summer of My German Soldier. Ugh. And I said, what is this trash? And she said, just read it. So I go home, and I read this book in a day. And for those of you who haven't, I don't know if I would recommend it, but it's there to do with as you should. Yeah. It's about a Jewish girl who her father owns a business in town. I believe he's a tailor or he owns some kind of shop. I'm not sure. Like Mm -hmm. a secondhand store or something. I'm not sure. And her mother is this super quiet, meek little housewife, and she never talks at all. And the dad is very violent. 
and he's borderline abusive at the beginning of the story and she they have a a little like apartment over top of their garage and she goes out there and paints and plays and stuff like that because she's like 14 she goes out there one day to get something and she finds out that there is a german soldier who deserted the front lines and is hiding there and since she's jewish she really doesn't want to protect him and he ends up telling her, you know, that's not what I believe. They came to my house and they told me I had to join or they'd kill my family and I don't I don't want to be here. They only that's why I left and all this kind of thing. And they end up becoming friends. And it gets to the point where at one point her dad finds out something she did, like she snuck extra food to him or something like that. And her dad it goes on for a very long discussion, which trigger warning if you need it it goes into a long discussion about how her dad chases her into the backyard he takes his belt off and proceeds to beat her with the buckle of Mm. his belt i mean badly and she's screaming and then while he's hitting her the soldier comes out and he comes up behind her dad and he's got his uh i know the americans call it a k-bar but whatever the little knife is that you carry in the military he's got it raised and he's going to kill her father because he's beating her to death and she starts screaming no and her dad thinks she's screaming no because he's hitting her but she's actually screaming no to the soldier to keep him from killing her father and spoiler alert the town finds out he's there and they find out she's harboring him and the end of the book is her being taken in in a cop car because she aided aided and abetted they already took him away in like a military vehicle and all the townspeople that she grew up with are throwing rocks and stuff at the car calling her a nazi and calling her all these names and all this stuff and that's the end of the book <laughs> i remember reading this garbage and i took it back to the, to the library and i'm like all right where's the thing where i took the test i sat down i took the test made 100 on the test and i got up and i said okay now i'm done right she said yes i was like good going back to reading shakespeare <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I didn't get into reading the plays or anything until, like, high school. Um, but I remember I remember we did have free reign in middle school a little bit to mm-hmm. read whatever we wanted. Because mm-hmm. the accelerated reading program was, it wasn't a, a book the teacher had. It was a book we picked out. Mm-hmm. And I picked up a book by mistake <laughs> called An American Tragedy. Ooh, I've heard of this. It's a, there was a couple books named after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a very thick book. And I just read uh, of, uh, Grapes of Wrath mm-hmm. uh, around that time. And it's a very large book. Um, but it, Grapes of Wrath is about the Depression. Mm-hmm. And it's very sad. Yeah. But it's still a good book. American Tragedy is about the story of Sylvia Likens mm-hmm. and the murder of Sylvia Likens. Yes, I have heard this story. And this is like the big first true crime book I ever read. Um, and this is what got me into it. Mm-hmm. But the problem was I couldn't shake it. That was the problem. It took me a, a good two years to shake this fucking book. Yeah. Because of how visceral the murder was. And they made movies about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they had one called The Girl Next Door, which was like Jodie Foster and shit like that. But uh, I remember reading that, and I said, I think I'm done reading. <laughs> for a little and while. And I'm done now. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I'm done. And then I started picking up like the classic ones every now and then, mm-hmm. like uh, Crime and Punishment. Um, and then I got a hold of uh, Truman Capote had wrote uh, the first true crime novel. In Cold Blood? In Cold Blood. 
And I got so stuck on that. I was just like, holy shit, these people in the middle of fucking nowhere got murdered by two guys that just showed up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. out of the ether. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it, it, it kind of freaked me out a little bit uh, for a second. And then I just kind of got like, you kind of just slide into the groove of like, yeah, murder happens every day. I was like, yeah, well, whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, but. The fact that I was in middle school reading that was probably not good. No. <laughs> no, because uh, a lot of kids are reading Harry Potter, Aragon, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I had read, uh, I had read up at that point, I had read The Hobbit already. And The Hobbit was the only fantasy book I had really read before. And uh, you recently read The Hobbit, didn't you? I read it a few years ago, but I teach it. Yeah, you teach it. <laughs> uh there's a part in The Hobbit that bothers me. <laughs> I know it bothers you. I have heard. <laughs> and it, 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 it bothers me because it's in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. There's a character that exists within the, the Middle Earth mm-hmm. in the Third Age of Men called Tom... Bobadil. Bobadil. Tom Bobadil is a walking, talking Chuck Norris god who could kill anyone by smiling at this motherfucker. And he'll sing a ditty while smashing your fucking brains in and not take any damage. He's what they call in D&D a MacGuffin. Uh, he is he is the most powerful NPC you've ever fucking read about. And yet he never does anything mm-hmm. to help Frodo or anyone. Yeah. Hey, hey, Sam, you know, you think we could think you ask that guy with the big hat? You mean the guy that's singing all the time? That guy bothers the shit out of me. <laughs> I watched him kill a werewolf with, with a fucking proper smack. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, but he's always just chilling. Yeah. Smoking, smoking weed. <laughs> it's not all, weed. When an old man with a long white beard travels half across the planet to go get your fucking smoke, and he says, y'all, smoke is the best smoke. Yeah, it's fucking weed. <laughs> but uh, we we in high in high school is when it changed. It became these are the books we're reading. Yes, uh, I took a so you take four Englishes in high school. I took a fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Grammar and Composition. It was a it was just a preamble to English one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got to kind of like free read a little bit mm-hmm. some of the stuff she had. She had a book about. Cambodia hmm. about what happened in Cambodia hmm. and that's where I found out about the Khmer Rouge mm-hmm. Pol Pot so now I went from true crime and fucking murder to true crime and murder <laughs> to, to genocide <laughs> yeah and learned about the Khmer Rouge and the genocide of Cambodia and America's unique view on American back genocide but mm-hmm. uh, then I started reading book more books about the Nazis that's when I read all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when she she had took extra time to teach us about the uh, about that. Yeah, um, and that was like the second time I ever heard about the Holocaust because seventh eighth grade they kind of just skipped over that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you remember some of the books you read in high school? Oh God, yes. So let me let me me and you went to high school at different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you graduated in two thousand four. I graduated two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. But those books are you know would be in circulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Did you read uh, The Pearl? Go Fish. Ah, uh, Mythology. Oh, the always. Book. Everyone had that fucking yes. book. It's over there in the shelf. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I yeah. found one at the Goodwill. I loved <laughs> mythology. I uh, love Greek mythology and Roman mythology. Yeah, but like Greek mythology, 
I would joke it's a <laughs> <laughs> Greek mythology is solid. Mm-hmm. Roman mythology is the same fucking thing with names changed. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because Greek mythology, you still get stuff like Perseus and Theseus and all these other. Mm-hmm. Roman mythology is like, this is Jupiter, king of the gods. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's the same thing over here. Mm-hmm. It's the same goddamn thing. You copy and paste it. <laughs> you did that thing where it's like, yeah, you can copy it, but just don't make it the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you. Uh, well, I turned you on to one book we read in school with Monster. Yes. Uh, about a uh, young black man who was. He was a lookout, basically, mm-hmm. but he was conned into being a lookout and ends up getting charged with full-on murder as a sex mm-hmm. after the fact. Yep, and, and um, I teach it to my ninth graders now. That The way that book's written is fascinating because it's, yes. it's a court report mixed in with journal entries and the book itself, like an yeah. actual third-person third narration mm-hmm. of the book or first-person account of this ficti- fictitious incident. Mm-hmm. And I love books that are kind of off-center mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Um, Anything that's like an oral history mm-hmm. where you don't hear the interview questions, but they're just answering mm-hmm. is fucking fascinating. Yeah. Because it's just like if I was to interview you and just publish what you said, mm-hmm. no question <laughs> at all. It's just like, why are they talking like this? Why are they saying these things? Yeah. Uh, World War Z is written that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get a chance to read that, anyone listening, uh, World War Z is fascinating because it's the story of the war against zombies mm-hmm. but it's the aftermath yeah and during the battle and the way they describe it during the sh- during the book is fucking fantastic um did y'all read uh damn i've just drawn a blank now well while oh, you're we, read, drawing- we read night oh yeah night and i read um, it in ninth grade yeah uh second english two that's when we were mm-hmm. uh, sophomore year yep. um we read number of the stars which was a popular one I did not read that until I started to teach it. Yeah. That's what I learned about Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. Because she, she, the girl makes it all the way to Denmark and mm-hmm. then tries to make it to Sweden the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we learned There was a lot of Holocaust books. I remember that. Um, there weren't really a lot of complaints. Did y'all do the... Uh, uh, <laughs> when you were in school, did you do the popcorn thing? Yes. It's God. Like you read you read a little bit and then you just hand it off to someone else. Yes. So I got in a fist fight with a guy because <laughs> I called him illiterate. Oh my god. And he thought it was something else. He didn't know what the word illiterate meant. He basically thought I was calling him basically probably the N word or something. But like a fancy word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was reading night. And I was just like, uh, him. And he's just lost. He's like, I got uh 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 and he just gives me this look. I'm just like, oh, I know you can't read. And he's like, well, I could, I could read. I'm just like, no, I'm pretty sure you're illiterate. And the teacher's just shutting the fuck up. He's just uh, yeah. like, the teacher's just like blank stare, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> you were reading a book, and he's making like, I, I got to the part where uh, is in the beginning of the book where uh, uh, Mosh Beetle, I can't remember his fucking name, mm-hmm. gets killed. Yeah, Mosh the Beetle. Yeah, he dies. I got to that part. He doesn't die. He just disappears. <laughs> All right. Well, he vanished. Yeah. And I was just like, your turn. And just blank. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is what bullying feels like. And it feels good. <laughs> feels good. Because he was an ignorant ass. But yeah. uh, I'm just like, you're so fucking dumb. I hate you people. <laughs> the illiterate. <laughs> I have the exact opposite with that book. Uh, my English teacher in ninth grade, she had us read it in class. And that was because she had us read it at home, and then nobody was reading it, so except me. So she had us read it in class from then on. And it was not popcorn like that, but it was 
the way we were seated. Mm-hmm. So the person in front of me was the person that was going to go before me. And I remember when we got to the end, when uh, Ellie Vazell's daddy dies. And the biggest linebacker football player on the team we had at the time, because you had to stand up and read, because if not, you were asleep. God, what is this, Auschwitz? Oh, she... <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> I had someone say that once, because they didn't have flavored water. <laughs> God, I hate people. <laughs> My God, what is this, Auschwitz? <sighs> I hate people. Anyway. Oh, come on, you smiled a little bit. Shock. It was out of shock. <laughs> Still smile. So, the guy on the other side of the room is standing up, big linebacker dude, and he's reading. Mm-hmm. And he stops, and we're all looking at our books because we're following along with him. And he's in the middle of a sentence, and we're all looking at him. And he just breaks down and starts crying. Because of the scene in the book? Yes. Damn. Because apparently his daddy had passed not too long ago, and we didn't know. And he so was, the teacher? She didn't know either. She freaked out. That seems like an administration issue. <laughs> uh, yeah, she freaked out. And she opened her mouth and she said, do you want me to finish? And he said, no. And he finished it. And when he finished it, he sat down. She didn't tell him when he was done. He sat down on his own. And we all stopped. And yeah, she... Let's, let's take a beat. <laughs> yeah, she did. She said, okay, you guys, put your mark there. Let's close your books. And we're just going to chill for the rest of, like... 30 minutes <laughs> she's like we're gonna chill this block is gonna end in silence yes and i will never forget that moment as reading that book and from now that i teach it i've seen that happen in kids because i'm privileged to know a little more about the background of my kids than your average public school teacher is mm. so i have kids who have had something like that happen so i have to tell them hey this is going to be really rough Ellie Vazil doesn't pull any punches with the way he writes this is going to be one minute everything's fine and the next minute it's all gone to hell so be ready and if at any point we need to take a break you let me know so I had a student uh, not too long ago he said uh, you told us this was triggering why is this triggering and I'm like well there's a lot of death there's there's a rape scene in here there's there's a lot in here and he goes, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. And then come to find out his entire family died in a car wreck. And he mm. was the only one that lived. And I'm like, okay. I said, well, i tell you what. I said, I'm going to have you sit with another teacher and I'm going to let you renumber the stars. Same concept as far as time period goes. And I want you to give me some kind of project at the end because I know you're going to get done with number the stars faster than we're going to get done with night. So he ended up writing number the stars as if he were in Number of the Stars. So we did that, too, in school. I remember that in sixth grade. That was the Irish teacher. Mm-hmm. She was our English teacher, too. Yeah. That didn't help. Um, <laughs> but we wrote from the perspective of the girl. Mm-hmm. We wrote a postcard, mm-hmm. and we made a postcard, mm-hmm. and that was how we did the book. Yeah. Yeah, and it was wild as fuck, because uh, I remember she catches like some kind of parasitic ringworm or some shit, mm-hmm. and she like loses her hair and shit. It was rough. It was yeah. a rough book to read. Yeah. But he did that, and then... And he did that on his own because yeah. I couldn't come up with I wasn't sure what to do with a poster because I asked mm. him, I'm like, do you draw? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. Do you do music? No. I'm like, okay. What do you do? So he said, I write. I'm like, okay, write me something. So I figured he was going to write like a poem or I even told him, I said, you can write a haiku. 
you know, just something small. It doesn't have to be something major. And he ended up writing me four pages front and back. And it was solid him. Yeah. If he had been there, what he would have done. And he talked about breaking off and joining up with the resistance fighters and all this kind of stuff, which would never have happened in a million years. But the fact that he paid enough attention and cared enough to do that was really cool. No, yeah. we, the projects were, were kind of shitty. I always hated doing English projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a gender bend uh, book. I think it was, it's not called The Glass House or The Yellow Wallpaper. I think that's what it was. Hmm. But it's the perspective of a woman who's basically having first world problems and she's being smothered basically in her house. That's The Yellow Wallpaper. Yeah. Well, she's having a terrible time. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. Because her husband's an overbearing asshole. Yeah. But at no point does he whoop her ass uh, that I recall. No. But it is an overbearing, you know, it's a, it, it's a very one-sided relationship. Well, he's a doctor, and then he tells her, I know what's wrong with you. Yeah, You're, he's gaslighting her the whole time. You have uh, feminine hysteria. Yeah, well, that's a real thing. So I'm going to take you to this lake house and let you just relax. You know, don't come out except like once, one hour every day and mm-hmm. just breathe and sleep. Like a 23-hour lockdown federal prison. Yeah, but ironically, her sister's there, and she's there the whole time, and she's allowed to walk around and do whatever she wants to. And yeah. every time that woman sees her sister, she's with her husband. Irony. <laughs> so we read this story mm-hmm. and he paired it was a perfect number of men and women in the classroom mm-hmm. I was partnered with my neighbor Lacey Cole mm-hmm. me and Lacey went to elementary school together mm-hmm. middle school together and everybody's going to do this version where the guy has to be in the house and mm-hmm. the woman has to dictate and I'm just like hey Lacey how do you want to play this <laughs> And she's like, honestly, I would not give a shit what my husband does. I'm like, you want to play it like that? She's like, yeah, let's play it like that. So everyone else is given this thing where, oh, the husband has to cook, has to clean, has to do this, has to do that. Mm-hmm. And like, just, just do everything to maintain the home and satisfy and all this stuff. Lacey's like, uh, so Lacey, where, where would Chris, your husband, be? Wherever the fuck he wants to be. <laughs> like... <laughs> And he's like, what? Well, no, well, hold on. No, no, you, have, you, you have control. She's like, yeah, just let him go. And you're like, Chris, what did you do? I said, I'll take her with me. What the fuck is this? Like, what the fuck? We're not shaking up in a house covered in yellow to make you anxious. And like, it really fucked up their project. We got like a C on it because we just kept pissing him off. Mm-hmm. And like, just kept poking his buttons. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, uh, it, was, it, was, it wasn't long after that, that uh, they had separated us <laughs> again. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, I'm sitting there and we're reading. Uh, no, it was English. It was English three by that time, mm-hmm. so junior year. We're reading of mice and men. Oh God! Uh, for those who don't know, of mice and men is about a man named George and his slow-witted Lenny. friend Lenny. <laughs> Lenny uh, is, and I quote, "retard strong," uh, kills a woman mm-hmm. by strangling her to death by accident. Kind of like you know petting a rabbit too hard, but like he, he kills her. Uh, and granted, she's a whore, but he but, ki- still. but still, he kills her. So George, as an act of sympathy, puts one in his brain. And there's a very visceral scene where they're at a pond. He's talking about this farm they're going to to, make, to raise rabbits. And that's what Lenny loves is fucking rabbits. And bam. And that's the end of Lenny. Mm-hmm. And this girl next to me starts bawling her fucking eyes out 
and it makes me so uncomfortable. I'm just like, cha cha cha, like I'm just like. <laughs> It's not that bad. It's fiction, bitch. Like, <laughs> stop crying. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> now I just love that shit. And I cry all day. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I'm just like, you need to chill. Because <laughs> you're making me fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, my God. We would read books like that. But, like, uh, I did like my, Eng- my English 3 teacher. Because she introduced us to uh, another book uh, by the same author, A Monster. But she read it out loud. Uh, mm-hmm. It was about Vietnam. It was mm-hmm. about a, a, a squadron of black soldiers in Vietnam. And we all got to read a part of it. And um, I said, uh, something doesn't sound right in the book. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, he said he leaves in 1975. I'm like, Vietnam ended in 72, 73. Did he stay in Vietnam? And that'd be really dangerous if he did. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm not sure. I'm just like, well, yeah, well, it just kind of threw me out of the book a little bit. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Vietnam ended uh, <laughs> during the Nixon administration. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, 1972. I'm pretty fucking solid sure. Mm-hmm. And she looked up. I was like, oh, you're right. And I was like, okay. But I said that, that kind of took me out of the book a little bit. I'm like, are we sure we're talking about the same area? And it turned out she had missed a whole chapter in reading. Oh, wow. Where they go to Cambodia. Oh. That's why he comes back in 75. Is because he moved from the front of Vietnam to do some shit in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wow, you caught that pretty quick. I'm just like, well, first of all, I didn't catch it. You fucked up. <laughs> Teachers are people too. Yeah. And, uh, oh, she fucking hated magic. Uh, she, we would do magic tricks and she fucking hated that shit because she hated illusions like we would take a Rubik's Cube undo it and just put it back together it's like she hated that shit <laughs> like, just, little things bothered the fuck out of her yeah but damn she was a great teacher mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I remember uh, I got real into reading autobiographies and stuff like mm-hmm. that and uh, I got my hands on Helter Skelter around that time because mm-hmm. my dad kept telling me about it I read it beforehand but I didn't really read it you know and I was just like oh fuck these goddamn hippies are dangerous like, you can't trust you can't trust hippies <laughs> and then you meet my dad <laughs> but like well, he's not that kind of hippie <laughs> he just has long hair uh, <laughs> check out the cryptic conspiracy cult uh, we do an episode <laughs> about Charles Manson that shit fuck nephew of his uh, uh, and shameless plug <laughs> shameless plug shameless plug uh, but the, I remember getting kind of a resurgence in uh, reading around 2008 when I started just picking up random books. Mm-hmm. And I found one called Survivor. Um, so I like reading plausible fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Monster. Monster is plausible fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one was about a guy who uh, survived a cult. Hmm. Uh, as a young man, mm-hmm. and part of the relocation program for this cult, who all committed mass suicide, by the way, uh, relocation program for the people of this cult were to make them, you know, uh, studio housing, one-bedroom houses, bathroom, and they would have a job, like cooking or cleaning for a family or something like that, and that would be their job. Uh, um, one pause? Sorry. And we're back. We had to do a quick, quick commercial break. Thank you, Crunch and Reese's Cups. Uh, but 
I remember reading this book, and it's so visceral to read. I recommend anybody read this book mm-hmm. because there's a giant plane on the cover, mm-hmm. but the way the plane is drawn, it's like the Catholic cross. It's got the uh, the the spherical shine mm-hmm. on the outside and gold trim, and the book is written backwards. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about this. The pages start at like two ninety six, and go down, and he's telling this fucking wackadoo story about how he got really into listening to people on the suicide hotline and not saying anything, just answering and not saying anything and just hearing people kill themselves over the phone and then going from that to meet a girl who said she was a psychic and then just traveling the country doing stupid miracles or some shit Mm -hmm. and until he he creates a cult of his own and ends up fucking it up and flying a plane into Mecca (laughs) and then it was just like holy shit that thing went a lot Uh, between the beginning of that book of him just staring at a fucking telephone with a fish and this thing going to hijacking an airplane (laughs) But that guy that wrote it, Chuck Ballard, writes, writes all kinds of batshit crazy books. I recommend any, pick up any book. They're all insane. Mm-hmm. He wrote a, a book about a girl who goes to hell because she OD'd on marijuana. It's fucking hilarious. Mm. Uh, now, now, some of the books that y'all read, did y'all have to read any of the uh, any like sci-fi books or anything like that? that? That's always a genre they don't usually do in school. No, I didn't have any of those. I know that a bunch of my friends, when I was in high school branched out and read like dune fuck yeah and um oh god what was it uh they read dune and then they read i can't remember something like um the last man on earth like a book yes it was it was was like that but it was some kind of book yeah they read that kind of stuff i never got into the sci-fi and i never we didn't have it in school so i never really paid much attention to it but um, well, I you got to te- the- teach like sci-fi now, don't you? With like Hunger Games and stuff like that. No, you don't have to. Yeah, but it's like part of like it's not required reading, but it's like part of accepted reading. Yeah, you can. You yeah. can teach Hunger Games. I teach it. Uh, Hunger Games is part of a genre called Hero's Journey, and it falls under tween fiction. It falls under that category of how the hero's journey works because there's a circle graph that you use. Yeah, Dan Harmon uses that to write stories. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's the Harry Potter journey. I won't do it with Hunger Games or Harry Potter. You can, but I do it for The Hobbit. Did you ever read? Did you ever read Harry Potter? I tried. So you want to hear a funny story about Harry Potter? Sure. He simple synopsis. His parents are murdered by a bad guy. He meets a, a homely looking dude and a half breed chick. They hang out for like seven years. They kill the bad guy at the end, and he becomes a cop. The end. <laughs> That's how it ends. He becomes a magical cop. <laughs> what you want? What you gonna do? No, 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 no. Stop it! You're too white. <laughs> I play that shit every time I play a cop. <laughs> oh, God. But now the Hunger Games. I remember. I remember reading book two, and the book two had such a great ending, and then they made a third one, and I'm just like, oh, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, you made a mistake. I mean, mom got me into horror. So when yeah, mom got me into horror, I got into like goosebumps. 
Yeah, everyone had those fucking Fear things. Street and all those. I didn't have Fear Street. I had the Goosebumps books. Oh, I love the Fear Street books. I like the Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah. Those, those are cool. so much fun. But you always had to like a post-it note or something in there just to figure out where you went. No, nah, I'd always dog ear my page. Nah, I didn't do that. That'd fuck up the book. <laughs> yeah, I don't do it now. I'll beat somebody's ass if they dog ear pages in my books now. But yeah, Dune, Dune was the shit when I was a kid, man. I remember reading that. I was just like, it's Star Wars. It was Star Wars before Star Wars because that's what George Lucas pulled from was Dune. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's the hero's journey with more steps because mm-hmm. they're on the planet of Arrakis. It's you know desert planet. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got this cool-ass name, except for one of the heroes. His name is Idaho. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't... It kind of takes you out of it for a second because it's like, this is Philolandrel, Aragorn, Tom, Frodo, Gandalf, John. And it's just like, one of these guys don't fit. Like, I really fucking hate him. Like, but a guy's name is like Duncan Idaho. That's his fucking name. Nice. And I'm just like, all oh, these guys have like crazy ass fucking names. And then, like you read, like the start to see the Star Wars stuff. It's like Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Leia Organa. Who's that? Oh, that's Tim. Tim the engineer. <laughs> Tim the engineer. What does Tim the engineer do? He's, he's killed, an engineer. <laughs> he's killed sixty-eight rebels. Whoa, that's a lot. He's like, yep. We don't know his last name. He just walked on. <laughs> that's the that's that's the story I want to see. Mm-hmm. Is the Star Wars? It was just a random serial killer just yes. walking on board. Yes. Uh, I remember reading Hellraiser for the first time when I was uh, like nineteen twenty. I found it in the youth section of the <laughs> library. Yeah, I didn't read that until you gave it to me. Boy, that's fucking wild, ain't it? Oh yeah, yeah. In oh, the young oh, adult oh, section, I think. Oh, not. Kirsty Cotton, she walked Jeez. up on the wrong fucking people. But uh, we've talked about Hellraiser quite a bit, so I'll just leave it at that. But uh, I remember reading some of those banned books, like Catcher in the Rye and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, this book sucks. I've actually, in, in, in my old age now, in my recent age, I have been goodwilling and been collecting those because I've never read those kind of books. Catcher in the Rye is about a selfish teen who deserves every bullet he catches. Well, He needs to catch the rye, and the rye is the bullet. I have that one on the list to read, Life of Pi, uh, Fahrenheit 451. Now, Fahrenheit 451 is... Ray Bradbury, when he wrote that book, uh, he was with other like science fiction writers like Robert Heinlein, L. Ron Hubbard, who created Scientology, mm-hmm. and a couple of uh, Isaac Asimov, and all these guys. Th- these guys were like the shit. Mm-hmm. And back then, you know, your form of entertainment were the thing. A book's called Ace Doubles, mm-hmm. where like you turn it and like the covers here, you read it halfway through, and then it's like, hey, flip the book around, and you flip the book around. And it's another book. Hmm. It is Ace Doubles. I mm-hmm. got quite a few of these in plastic. I, I'm kind of glad I saved them. Uh, but they would write these fucking stories. Mm-hmm. And Fahrenheit 451 is fucking rough. I know what it's about. I just it's, it's just, about book burning. Yeah, it's just one of those things I've never actually read myself. Yeah, uh, he wrote that based on the rise of uh, Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a there's a kind of a wonderful takeaway from that book. It's actually a quote. I forget who made it, but if they're willing to burn books, they're willing to burn people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the sti- like what you get out of that book mm-hmm. because there's one guy who goes against the grain and is just like, I can't do it. Uh, well, why? Why are we burning these books? It's just it, it adds to that dystopian like uh, fiction, mm-hmm. like the Hunger Games and all other tween fiction mm-hmm. nowadays, like Maze Runner and all that. Yeah, but that's lazy. <laughs> that's just lazy. 
but uh, I liked uh, one of the science fiction books I think are the fucking hilarious is Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. It is so batshit insane because they're dressed <laughs> like Nazi officers. Yeah. And it's meant to be a satire. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be like, oh, you need to join the military to be a citizen. Mm-hmm. That was the whole like full, full right of it. Yeah. But he made another book called Stranger in a Strange Land, mm-hmm. which is the most hippie bullshit thing you've ever read. And now you can buy them bound together in one book. Oh, nice. And it's fantastic because mm-hmm. Robert Highland, just like many guys back then, what's batshit and say? Okay. All yeah. the good writers are. Yeah, he wrote a Rip Van Winkle version of a story where blacks take over the earth, and it's fucking wild. <laughs> well, I got into I got into Edgar Allan Poe in like elementary to middle school. Well, that's sad sack. That's mom's fault. Did you go to Did y'all go to the Charlotte Theater and watch watch his plays? Mm-mm. We did in school. We watched uh, three of them: uh, the Telltale Heart, the Monkey's Paw, and. It's not the Raven, but it was another one. But uh, we went to a theater, like an actual theater, and watched mm-hmm. people play this out. And the way they do it is, uh, for uh, the Telltale Heart, they hook the amp, the amphitheater part of it, the speakers, mm-hmm. thump slightly, just a little, mm-hmm. while he's talking in the beginning part. And then as the story progresses, it gets louder. <laughs> After he dies. Mm-hmm. It gets a lot louder, yeah. And it's just like, holy shit, a play could be this good, man. Fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. And like where he pull, where he reaches through the floorboard and pulls it out, he pulls this little thing out, and you're so far away from the theater, like from the stage, you don't really. Feel it. But the way the light shines on it, it turns into this like ruby shining red, and it kind of like sparks the light out a little bit, and you're like, whoa, that's fucking. Oh, it's the heart, mm-hmm. but it's actually just like a little tech that's streaming the light. I was like, fuck yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, that that was back when schools were lazy and just showed movies, mm-hmm. and that because we went to we went and saw Lord of the Rings movie in school <laughs> in like eighth grade we saw uh, Return of the King in theaters. I'm just like we didn't even read this book yet. Like, yeah, why the fuck are we watching this? Mm-hmm. It was when the theater was brand fucking new, mm-hmm. brand new. Yeah, so before they demolished and created a Nissan dealership. Oh dear God, this town has no culture. Uh, Down to water, baby. So. <laughs> Another one of the things that I enjoyed reading when I hit like high schoolish was I'm, I've always been a big horror fan, so I'm like, okay, now I've got to read Dracula, got to read Phantom of the Opera, got to read Frankenstein. Boring as shit. I actually liked them. Frankenstein's good. Frankenstein because it's written by a woman. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I have an affinity for female authors over male authors sometimes, just like singers, but. That's good just because I know the history of that. Mm. And it's technically the first sci-fi novel. Yeah. Sci-fi horror novel. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula is kind of boring as shit. I Anne Rice's like, like, <laughs> like horror fiction is real good. Well, it's cool to, to to have read like Anne Rice and all that stuff and then go back and read Dracula. Yeah. Because monster that I am, I'm sitting there reading Dracula the whole time going, wait a minute. He's not going to turn him into a vampire. Are they gonna? They're gonna. Are they friends? Friends forever. <laughs> or are they just friends? You remember when Walmart had the books in the front? Mm-hmm. So when we would go grocery shopping every month or so, I would just grab a new book. Mm-hmm. I grabbed the Green Mile. Oh my God. Uh, 
so in the movie the green mile in the movie <laughs> these guys are being they're it's you know it's it's the green mile it's death row and these guys are being executed mm-hmm. the movie left out something very important they execute a woman first mm-hmm. they don't do that in the movie mm-hmm. and it's a woman who killed her husband mm-hmm. and it's fucking brutal yeah uh and I remember reading this. My dad read it, and that was what the thing made my dad kind of caught on to is reading the same books. Because mm-hmm. uh, I would read something, or he would read something, just trade off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got him on a roll of Stephen King books recently because I got a Kindle, mm-hmm. and uh, I got him to read Needful Things. <laughs> I love that book so much. Because so, because when I was on dialysis and doing having to go to like treatment and stuff, mm-hmm. I would read a whole book mm-hmm. if it was short enough. I'd read a whole book. I read Animal Farm and like. Uh, like a handful of hours. I hated that book so much. I loved Animal Farm because it's just like the whole the whole statement of Animal Farm is some people are more equal than others, <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck yes they are. <laughs> <laughs> Subliminal might, messaging anyone? I might be an anarchist socialist. I don't, <laughs> or a pig. Like I can't tell. <laughs> like you can't be like when you take away from that book, you're either you're either the pig or the communist. <laughs> it's like, but uh, another version, uh, another book we read was uh, the Stephen King book. Yeah, we were we got going on a Stephen King kick. Mm-hmm. I read Carrie for the first time yeah. when I was on dialysis. I was like, "Fucking Jesus!" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Carrie came to town, motherfucker!" Like, uh, yeah. yeah, and just like that laugh, and like it kicks the because he was on coke. It's a great book. <laughs> like, but the whole ending of the book, burning hail, Carrie White. Tell me that's not a great fucking ending, and her just blasting out of the fucking ground, grabbing that bitch, and I just mm. and people are like guys, these books are old as shit. You should have read them when you were a kid. But uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, there was one book uh, I got hooked on in high school it was Lord of the Flies, mm-hmm. uh, Ellie Golden's uh, Lord of the Flies, and it was just about these boys on this island devolving. Mm-hmm into murdering each other yeah. and creating a fucking uh, society of idiots. Mm-hmm. And like they made a move they made a show called Yellow Jackets where it's a bunch of women on an island mm-hmm. and they're playing crash and they're soccer players but they're a little older and like it kind of goes the same fucking way. Mm-hmm. But I I, I realized that Lord of the Flies is basically based off a scientific experiment mm-hmm. of like 30 boys in a forest. Yeah. And when they kill the fat kid in that book. Oh god. Because remember, uh, did you ever read the book? Yeah, a long time ago. Well, they had a system of speaking to each other with a conch shell. Mm-hmm. Hey, who has the conch? Loud to talk. Everybody else, shut the fuck up. Well, the bu- the, the 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 alpha guy mm-hmm. or whatever, the biggest and baddest of the kids, was talking, and the kid says, "You don't have the conch." So and so's talking. Is it was the fat kid's best friend, mm-hmm. and it's the first time the kid stands up for himself. And then, like, the next day, they kill the fat kid yeah. with a big fucking rock. And I'm just like, what in the blue fuck? Because they kill one kid by accident because he comes running in out of the night. Mm-hmm. And they stab him to death because they think he's a boar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> what? This is required reading? Hell yeah. yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Yeah. There was a time when it was required reading. Now it's optional. Yeah. But a lot of teachers still teach it. Yeah. It's, it's I don't know. It's a solid book. Mm-hmm. That's easy read. Oh yeah, it's it's thin enough and it's easy enough. I always, uh, what grade did you read it in? No, I just picked it up out of the library. Oh, I was gonna say I think they have us do it in tenth grade. The worst book we've read was The Giver. I have never read that in seventh grade. 
I have heard it was a dumpster fire. Uh, the movie was, um, but it's, it's dystopian future. Uh, there's a scene where a woman gives birth. Uh, there's a scene in the book where a woman gives birth to twins, and one of the twins is taken away and killed mm-hmm. because you can't have twins. Uh, but everyone sees in black and white, mm-hmm. and the giver can see in color because he holds the history of the, of the society. Mm-hmm. And he has to give it to this one boy who's now going to be the successor. And he escapes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it, in my opinion, I hated that fucking book. I didn't like it. It was stupid. Mm-hmm. And then I found out later that it's required reading in college and shit. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. This terrible fucking book. Going off terrible books, the worst book I had to read in school. Hands down. And I am... Hop on pop. No. (laughs) I am an English teacher. I teach it on the... I teach English on the daily. The Scarlet Letter. Nathaniel Hawthorne, right? Yes. Nathaniel Hawthorne wrote Young Goodman Brown... And then he died. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> because everything else he wrote was trash. We, so, we, we skipped over that and we ended up reading Arthur Miller's The Crucible instead. I would have much rather read The Crucible instead. And what was funny is we're doing the... All right, so we had the uh, these paperback plays. Mm-hmm. And it was Acts 1, 2, 3. And you finished Act 1, you handed them in, you got Act 2. And we, and we did the play out, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played the preacher for a day, then I played an old boy who got stoned to death, and then, you know, everybody else is reading. When it got to the point where Renona Ryder's character started talking, I'm just like, killed this bitch now. Because <laughs> we ended up watching the movie afterward, mm-hmm. and it had uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Yep. And uh, Renona Ryder in her prime. Yep. And I'm just like, I just recently finished uh, my first unit this year was The Crucible, and they watched the movie, that movie. Uh, I remember our teacher showed us that movie, and my whole my whole mind just watching. It's like uh, I was raising my hand. Uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, Chris. I'm like, why are they beating this woman to death? And everybody looked at me like, to death. I'm like, she's going to cause a riot. <laughs> she's yelling fire in the movie theater. She mm-hmm. needs to be stopped. Absolutely. And my teacher's like, why do you feel she needs to be stopped? Why do I feel I know what's coming? Because <laughs> I've been watching horror movies all my goddamn life. Yeah. This is the bitch that opens the door. <laughs> yeah, the one that reads the book. Yeah. This is this is every dumb bitch in a horror movie. He's like, well, let me go outside. And investigate this strange noise. <laughs> let me read. Or can't start the car. <laughs> She's like, this, this, this bitch. <laughs> to quote the great Sidney Prescott from Scream... <laughs> The stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs, but should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember watching that. It was just like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I hate this. Yes. <laughs> but Arthur Miller did such a you know great job because he did Death as a Hell Salesman, mm-hmm. Crucible, that he married Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a great writer. Yeah. But I will never get over because my assistant principal, bless her, she asked me, she said, why aren't you teaching the Scarlet Letter? And I, before I could stop myself, I said, because I hate the Scarlet Letter. It's the worst thing that's ever been written. It's trash. And she goes, it's my favorite book. And I'm like, I stand by my belief. I'm sorry it's your favorite book. Do you read other books? <laughs> but it, it and, and she, <laughs> she said, it's a wonderful piece of feminist literature. And I went, ah! And then I'm like, no, don't hit her. Don't hit her. Don't it's shake not, her. It's not a feminist book. It's not. <laughs> It, unless you want to use it as proof of, yes, women get treated like trash. Proof of concept. <laughs> and the men 
who caused the problem to begin with. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember Family Guy did us cut away. It was, Nathaniel, what are you doing, honey? And he's like, oh, I'm writing the worst book. 10th graders will have to read. Yes. <laughs> and he's just like scribbling away like a madman. It's so true. Uh, we we read bits and pieces because it's part of the, uh, you remember the big literature books you would get in school mm-hmm. and there'd be cutaways of stories like Anne Frank's yeah. diary was in there. It was all chopped up and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was another story I didn't get into. I think it's just because I'm a guy. But I couldn't get into that story. I was more into like the outside part of that story. Like, I understand she wrote a diary. I understand it's fucking terrifying. But, like, I was more interested in the Well, how did they catch her, first of all? And, like, oh, the neighbors did her in. Fucking bitch. Like, it, it, it's just like. My theory is up until recently, I have refused to teach Anne Frank. And that's because it's a diary. Yeah, it's it's a, not constantly about the Holocaust. It's most of yeah. the time, it's her divulging she's got a crush on a boy and she's and thinking the, about this and she's thinking and she feels and it, this and it's heavily edited yeah and even with heavily edited it's very or her father did it her father produced it yeah which i can understand why probably just to keep a memory alive but mm-hmm. like he tore out so much of that of the story yeah which probably was sexually explicit probably more than the rest of the book well i have since going to the Holocaust Museum, I have decided that if I am to teach it, I'm going to chop it. Yeah. And I'm just going to talk about the stuff that pertains to the Holocaust itself instead of, like, her feelings and her emotions and all that kind well, of thing. Well, as a, as a teacher, do you take your kind of hamstrung on what you can uh, teach kids on, like, with, with, with upcoming things regarding banned books? North Carolina is not really known for that, but Tennessee is. Mm-hmm. And Virginia, South Carolina, <laughs> and the belt buckle of the of the Bible Belt, North Carolina hasn't really gone that far yet. Yeah. But uh, do you feel yourself being hamstrung a bit by people uh, kind of banning books? Actually, no. Luckily, um, the school I'm currently at is fairly laid back as far as what we teach. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's for degenerates. Stop it. Um. What I'll end up doing is I'll come up with, like, when I decide to teach The Hobbit, I'm like, why can't I teach The Hobbit for a hero's journey instead of teaching, for God's sake, Gilgamesh? I hate Gilgamesh with a passion. It's the driest, most boringest thing. It's like eating dry toast. It's it's horrible. And I'm like, I'm not teaching Gilgamesh because that's going to make me want to pull my hair out and that's going to make me be a horrible teacher to the kids. I want to teach about something that I actually can stand. And then my content coach is like, well... When you think about a hero, what do you think about? I said, well, you know, I'm a DC fan, so I always think of Batman or something. She's like, no, 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 no. Book-wise, give me a hero. I'm like, Bilbo. The Hobbit. And she goes, it's got to fit. So me and her sat down and researched it and figured out it does. And other teachers have been doing it, too. And I'm like, okay, cool. But what messes me up is my kids will come in and they'll be like, Miss Phillips, such and such is banned. Are we going to read it? I'm like, if we have time, sure. Because if they ask me, I will get it. Like, I just went to the Holocaust Museum, and I bought both editions of Mouse, and they are going to my classroom. Yeah. Um, we, did, we never had that problem. We never saw any banned books to the forefront. Like, I don't remember any of that in school. Mm-hmm. But I also had access to the public library, mm-hmm. so... 
which is probably the biggest fucking mistake because I read some wild ass fucking books out of there. Yeah, I read the uh, the explanation of smallpox, AIDS, and HIV uh, HIV AIDS. Uh, smallpox and influenza. It was a book just about those three things. It's and, light reading, huh? Light reading. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed it so much, I bought the book. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's fantastic read. It talks about the breakdown of each one. Yeah, of plagues. It's, it's a book about plagues. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that, and I I don't know if you remember the layout of the original Iredale Library. I do. Yeah. So you remember you walk in the front door, you swing a right. There's the children's section. You keep going, and then there's everything mm-hmm. so if you had gone past the kids section swung a left there's everything there's there's the bad books mm-hmm. and that's where they put banned books mm-hmm. and i would just you know snatch one out that motherfucker read it and oh that book sucked toss it back in there mm-hmm. and then they go they built a new library that no one goes to <laughs> which is a damn shame <laughs> yes it is because it's actually a really nice building now talk about banned books um Catching the Rise banned. Mm-hmm. Um, I read it. It's it should be banned <laughs> because it's, it's fucking dumb. <laughs> uh, but like Mouse, which is just a graphic depiction of a Holocaust as cats to m- mice, I can't see that being banned. It is on the list. I, yeah, I, I know that. Uh, Do you know why it's on the list? Probably because it's pro-communist or some shit. Because get this, get this shit. 1984 mm-hmm. is banned because it's pro-communist. In Russia, it was banned because it's pro-capitalist. <laughs> this is the people that run the world, and they're fucking dumb. All right? You know why? Because they banned all the books. They banned all the books. <laughs> and like 1984 is just a dystopia. Yeah. And like you pair it up with something like Brave New World, mm-hmm. which is another dystopia, mm-hmm. and we're living in it. Yeah. Brave New World is about is about people accepting the new reality. Mm-hmm. Take your soma and shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's what it was. That's just, that's, that's that's the one line dialogue. That's the one line mm-hmm. description of that book. Take your soma, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. 1984 is we're watching you. We're always watching you. Be cool. Mm-hmm. And now you put that together. You got now. Mm-hmm. So everybody's cherry picking. Yeah. What you got? Uh, Animal Farm is banned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jungle was banned by, uh, this is recent, by Upton Sinclair, uh, about the meatpacking industry, mm-hmm. which when it came out, people were like, oh, God, that's how the sausage is made? That's disgusting. I'm not <laughs> buying sausage. So it changed the whole fucking industry. Yeah. But there are so many fucking books. Why is mouse? Is it because of nudity? Yep. But it's the mice. Yeah. See how stupid that is? I agree. It's cartoon mice. I agree. Granted, they had it coming, but... Uh, my my theory is, and, and this is just me thinking that the whole world is evil. I think it was on the ban list because if you can ban the Holocaust and you don't have to talk about it, well, that's with anything. Mm. So there was a there was a book I had, I had snatched up from a buddy of mine, Adam Whitson. You remember Adam? Mm-hmm. I met him one time. Uh, he had the People's History of the United States. Oh. Uh, the people's history of the United States is very different. <laughs> From uh, the average history of the United uh, States? People's uh, history of the United States is about Columbus raping and murdering his way through the fucking Atlantic. As, uh, which is true. You hush. Columbus Day was not that far ago. It doesn't matter. Uh, He's a manatee fucker. But uh, it goes into 
the more illicit history of the United States. Yeah. Um, stuff that's probably taught now, but mm-hmm. back when it came out, everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, it was very... It's very, uh, it's very anti-American in some parts, which mm-hmm. is fine, because you need to teach the whole truth mm-hmm. and nothing but the truth, and that's kind of I think that's kind of a hard thing to do when you're teaching history because winners write the history books. That's a mm-hmm. fact. Um, I had I heard it described once as the lion writes the history books so the zebra feels comfortable before yep. the lion kills the zebra. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I think that's just that overall that's hilarious to me that. You're going to ban this book because you think something bad's in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, there's so much books I've read that has got so much terrible shit in it. Yep. But I'm just like, read that shit. It's fucking fascinating. It's, mm-hmm. mm. I'm one of those people what, where... What is one book that's so graphic you probably wouldn't teach a high schooler? Hmm. Interview with a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> nah, interview's not that bad. Blackwood Farm, on the other hand? Ugh, very graphic. What horror novel would you not let them read? <laughs> I mean... Your Harlequin novels? I don't read Harlequin. How dare you? My aunt does. Bless her heart. I, I, I always I, joke with her and her daughter. And I'm like, what kind of porn are you reading today? I, I, I do have some uh, different books, but they're not Harlequin books. They're bigger and they're more, they have more words in them. And they're more interesting. The pictures are better. <laughs> yeah, the pictures are better. Uh, oh, this one's a fold-out. <laughs> Oh, if only they made those. No. Uh, oh, it's a pop-up. Of all the graphic stuff that I've read that I would never want a kid to read, there's two. Because I can't choose. I would pick two. Yeah. First one is It by Stephen King. Is it just because of the, yes. the last chapter? Yes. Well, it's not just the last chapter. There's one about Midway that's pretty rough, too. Oh, about Beverly's dad? No, Beverly's dad's not that bad. They don't go into that much detail. No, you would just assume. Which is bad enough. Well, there was the if whole, Stephen King leaves you to your imagination, may God help you. <laughs> the bully scene where he walks up on the bully, yeah, and the other bullies with yeah, him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a wild one. Yeah, that's that's that didn't bother me. That didn't bother me at all when I read that. And then I read the last part, and I read back and read that part. I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, you wrote Carrie to a T. Mm-hmm. This doesn't. This is actually not part of the plot at all. I don't, I don't know what the fuck happened here. Was this going to be a thing, like yeah. later on, that just never manifested? Yeah. Was a turtle going to show up? <laughs> it would have made it better. Because <laughs> for people who don't know who read it, there's a giant turtle in the book. Yeah, the giant turtle is going to solve all the problems. But sure. Anyway, the other one would be the book that is uh, sitting on my shelf at this moment that I cannot finish, that I'm determined to finish one day, but it will not be today. And it is part one through four, I believe, of The Books of Blood by Clive Barker. Oh, Clive loves loves a lot of fucking, and loves a lot of blood. There's, it's small stories. Yeah. It's, it's short stories. And I have gotten through some rough stuff I have read. I have read real stuff that's rough. But I am stuck on this book. There's a page marker in this book that will probably be there for the rest of my life. I don't know if I'll ever get 
You the just pass, you just pass it away. Up. I just duffed it off. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And I just open it and just read it all. Oh, she got to finish this. This is fantastic. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that, that's one of the bad things about Clive Barker. He's an absolutely amazing writer, and he comes up with some of the most amazing stuff you've ever heard of in your entire life. But then I sit down and I read part of this story, and I'm like, okay, and we're going to put the receipt where we bought this book at Books A Million. That will tell you how long I've had it. Back in here, and we're going to shut it, and then someday when we're in a good state of mind, we'll read it again. And that's been several years. <laughs> So, I, I, other than the Bible, oh no, uh, you didn't. <laughs> there's there's some, there's some graphic stuff that are actually the most graphic books I've ever read are actually my two favorite books. Rant and what? <laughs> Haunted. Yes. Uh, Haunted is fantastic. Uh, I could read that all the day because uh, it's all <laughs> it's 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 three stories in one. So mm-hmm. your overall a plot are these authors getting together on a bus to go to a writers retreat. B plot as they walk on to the bus you read their personal story how they ended up on that bus yeah i know you told me and it was then, a messed up version of the canterbury tales yes <laughs> uh, uh, it puts the canterbury tales to shame uh and then the c plot is their fictional story they're writing on their writer's retreat mm-hmm. what well, makes it, it great and this is gonna be a spoiler for anyone who wants to read it at the bookend we talk about a, a character named mr whittier mr whittier is a a shriveled up man in a wheelchair and he has a nurse who's always with him uh the nurse is with him for certain reasons but it's mainly because mr whittier is actually only 14 years old when you first meet him mr whittier has progeria which makes him look like an old ass man he's in a hospice here he cons a nurse into saying Oh my God, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to die. I've never had sex before. And he has sex with the nurse. And then he says, you committed statutory rape, not only on a 14-year-old, but on a patient. You'll go to prison. But I tell you what, you break me out of here. Let me do my thing. And we'll be good to go. But he is the mastermind of this entire book. Mm -hmm. This fucking kid who looks like an old-ass man. And it's fantastic because these fucking refugees he gets on this bus, these first world problem having motherfuckers, <laughs> is fantastic. Uh, he read the first chapter of the book uh, at a book signing and people vomited because it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. The first part of the thing. You know, look up pearl diving at your own risk. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that's that book. And then mm-hmm. you got Rant. Mm-hmm. Rant is an oral history of a guy who somehow it's a fictional book who created the first he's patient zero of the rabies human virus where rabies affects the human being worse than rabies Mm -hmm. and it's a sci-fi novel it's got all kinds of crazy shit in there and holy shit (laughs) there's so much realism in the book you're Mm -hmm. like holy fuck this is real this could happen and like you kind of perk up when you're reading it, mm-hmm. and they're so graphic and violent. And I'm just yeah. like, there's so many cool characters in the book. Mm-hmm. They're all talking shit about each other. <laughs> yeah, like constantly. There's a character named uh, Echo Lawrence. Echo Lawrence survived a car accident both her parents died in. She ended up getting uh, paralyzed on the left side, so she walks with a limp. She becomes a prostitute of sorts, of sorts, mm-hmm. and. She cods people out of money because 
people feel bad for her. Mm -hmm. She prostitutes herself to couples, and she'll show up with a bag of stuff. It's like, you can use all this stuff on me. But she's coming in with a limp. Mm -hmm. And she has this big giant, like like a like a mini billy stick, mm -hmm. but it's a baseball bat. It's a pink. And she's like, and you can use this too. And like they just feel bad for her and just give her money. <laughs> and she walks out the fucking door. <laughs> That's just one character in this stupid menagerie <laughs> of idiots. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the main one is Buster Rank Casey, and he's a monster of a human being. The best monster of all. And I love this motherfucker so mm -hmm. much. He would take his hand and stick it into foxholes and the fucking gopher holes or uh, pit vipers and snakes and spiders and shit. And they'd bite the shit out of him. And he'd develop immunity. Kind of like a Pentecostal preacher with snakes. Mm -hmm. He'll develop an immunity. Mm -hmm. And his, his fucking skin would be like bumps and stuff. And he'd just be rocking out with those things. And he, he his parents fucked him up. Obviously, uh, his mom would put tacks and staples in her food to so they make sure they would slow down and enjoy the food, because they, her uh, her husband and son would just keep coming and just gobble all the food down, and she'd be crying because she spent all this time making food. He'd make grenades out of fucking eggs and shit. Like it, it is wild. Apparently, dang. Uh, I read this book like four times, <laughs> and uh, I'm just like I kind of want to read it again just because it's so fucking. <laughs> fucked up it's kind of like when you want to watch something again on youtube or uh netflix and you're just like well let's put it on let's see what happens yeah but uh no nah, those, those are the most graphic i would not give those to kids mm -mm. uh 18 year olds maybe <laughs> maybe if i know they're gonna fail high school i'm like here so what are you reading now what am i reading now mm -hmm. uh currently i'm reading uh lady killers the book you gave me hey <laughs> i'm on the tail end of that uh how is it so far <laughs> Bunch of murderous bitches. And just, and you, you, you ain't wrong. Bitch be cool was. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I got that one. And uh, fuck, I'm trying to think, what's the other one I read? Uh, I started Brave New World again. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's Huxley, but I know how it ends. <laughs> well, you, what are you reading now? I am currently in the middle of three books. I'm reading Valkyrie, which is a book I got at the Renaissance Festival last year. Yes, it's taken me over a year to read it. It's because it's a good book, but it's it almost reads like an essay. Yeah. So it's what is a Valkyrie as far as the legend goes, and then what is a Valkyrie as far as a woman in Viking world. So it starts out your chapters with the legend of the Valkyrie and some of the legends of the women in history, and then it goes through, here's what it was actually like for a woman mm. at that time period and all that kind of thing. So it's a little dry, but it's really interesting. I, like, I, like, I just like the Viking history. Oh, that one's pretty. I'm taking that one. Yeah. And it's just like, bye, Ireland. <laughs> bye, Scotland. Get uh, fucked. Vikings forever. Whoop, whoop. Minnesota. <laughs> um, I am currently in the middle of Mouse. I bought it at the Holocaust Museum. I bought uh, part one and part two in a hardback, and I'm currently in the middle of Mouse. And Chris is going to make fun of me, but I'm a spoiler, girl. Spoiler alert, that book's going to be sad. <laughs> so we fucking sad. And you're trash. Um, I am also reading. My current favorite author is, and I'm gonna mess up her name. And if I do, I apologize. Nissa N Y S S A Catherine. Mm -hmm. She has three different series that she writes. And yes, they're mush books, but they're interesting and they're good and they got a good plot. And they also so have. <laughs> 
No, it doesn't. And they also have uh, their action suspense romance novels. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that stuff. It's actually I've heard, detective I heard stories. A, I heard like a TikTok has gotten a, like a book section now. Yeah, I'm there. And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? I live on book talk. I am there. But uh, not that. But some of the some of the classics you know you read in school you know are just awful. Yes. I remember reading one called The Pearl, and it was just like, oh, I'll give a fuck about this island child. God, does she drown? Please tell me she drowns trying to get this pearl. Like, <laughs> fucking Jesus. That's how I feel about Old Man in the Sea. i tell you which one is good, which, if you like The Hobbit, um, The Once and Future King by T.H. White. Mm-hmm. It's the story of King Arthur, but it's the full story mm-hmm. um, that, that has been put all bound together yeah and you know so you have the sword of the stone mm-hmm. but then you have later on where king arthur gets it from a lady in the water mm-hmm. because he lost the ability to hold excalibur yeah and then at the tail end you find out he has a bastard child named mordred yep who is probably one of the greatest literary villains uh because he's able to just get so far with King Arthur mm-hmm. to where they have to come to blows and they both kill each other. Yeah. And it's very it's very good. Um, it's one of those classics you read and it's actually still good mm-hmm. as opposed to, I don't know, fucking Dracula. Which is hey, just, I like Dracula. Which is this lame as shit. <laughs> I like the Dracula on Netflix. Dracula Untold? Oh, no, you're talking about the British Dracula. I'm talking about the one where he may or may not have fucked a dude. British Dracula. And the woman does him in at the end. <laughs> but, nah, fucking Dune. Dune, though. I'll always talk up Dune. I got it over there on the shelf. I'm going to read it. Yeah. Oh, you got the old paperback version, too. I bought, my, I bought my buddy the hardback version with uh, Dune, mm-hmm. Children of Dune, and mm-hmm. Expanded Stories. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I was I'd, like, I was like, I should have gave you this as a gift. I want it. I just wanted the first one because I was going to see how I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Charlie made me read the Poison Wood Bible. Dear Lord, it took me over now, have a you, year. Have you, have you actually read the Bible? Yes. Yeah. They Hello. lost me around Leviticus. No, uh, they lost me right before Revelations, but I got that far. That's the best book. No, it's the best book because it's not true. It's it's the only part of the book that's fiction to to most people. <laughs> Because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I think, but yes. <laughs> uh, no, mine's, mine's the story of uh, um, Samson. Mm-hmm. Samson's story is fucking hilarious. <laughs> hey, where'd Samson go? Oh, he went to go kick some ass. What happened to his wife? Oh, she slept around. Uh, what happened to the guy she fucked? Oh, he killed them all. Mm-hmm. Actually, he killed a lot of people <laughs> out of just sheer jealousy. And it's just like... Yeah. That's my shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Charlie had me read the Poisonwood Bible. We did a thing uh, one summer. Me and her went Goodwill shopping and thrifting for books. And what and is that book about? It is... About witches in it. No. Like, it, it's actually the opposite. It is about... People a, who kill witches. It is about a family of... Uh, oh, what are they called? It's going to mess up, mess me up. Um... The word has left me. When you are religious and you go on a pilgrimage. Missionaries. Missionaries. Family of missionaries. The dad's a preacher. And they are jo- They are Georgia. They're in Georgia. They're in Georgia. And Georgia he, the country or the state? The state. Okay. And he is. 
<laughs> he is a uh, Baptist preacher, Southern Baptist preacher. Oh, those are fun. And he has his wife and three daughters, four daughters. And they're all various ages. And it's the 60s, the 50s and the 60s when the book's set. So they go to Africa. And they wind up in Africa right before the apartheid happens. What, in South Africa? Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would they go to South Africa? Because the Lord called him to go and preach to the to the Africans that we've got to bring them to God. That's what's wrong with them. That's what he says. He says all the trouble that's happening in their in their country is because... But of all the countries, you go to the one that has the most wealth? Well, they end up in a village up north, yeah. but the book ends in South Africa. Because... Spoiler, if you haven't seen it, if you have not read it, I apologize in advance. One of the daughters dies. She gets snake bit, and she dies. And when she dies, the mom finally just tips right off the edge. And she goes in the house, and she takes all their furniture out and puts it all in the yard. And then she packs up her kids, and she leaves. And they leave the dad there. And he's pretty much wandering off in the woods and being crazy. Yeah. And she puts one girl on a plane and sends her... Out, she ends up making it to South Africa, mm-hmm. but the rest of them, her and another child that are that are left, get on a boat and they go back to Georgia. And then there's one teenage girl who's left because she's in love with a local boy, so they get married. And it's everybody's perspective after it's over with of where everybody ends up. But it's it's a really good historical fiction thing where they talk about the apartheid and mm-hmm. they talk about the rise and the fall and all that kind of thing and it's a different perspective so you have one girl the girl who gets on the plane ends up marrying the pilot mm-hmm. and he's he's trash very much trash so she ends up landing a rich landowner in South Africa white guy and she becomes she runs a an inn or a hotel and she's just like raking in the dough and she talks about how she doesn't understand why everybody's so upset about the way everything is, that everything's just fine. And then she's of the of the mindset of these people already have it made. Why are they complaining? And the daughter who stayed with the local boy, he speaks out against the apartheid. So he's a political prisoner. They take him political prisoner at one point. Mm-hmm. She has a kid with him. They take her political prisoner. And... Then you have the two that are back home talking about what the world looks like from Georgia and everything like that. But it's it's a good book. It's just very long. Yeah. Not going to my speed. <laughs> just say like, the first part you had me with one of the daughters died. And I was just like, oh, shit, it's the reaping. It's, it's, it's going to be the shit. Yeah. That doesn't happen until the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's a pretty solid episode, I think. Uh <laughs> Everyone listening, if you uh, enjoyed this episode, let us know in the Discord what uh, some of your favorite books. Speak to us, fellow book nerds. Yeah. Yeah, I'm tired of just watching movies and television shows with the illiterate. <laughs> like I said, Alex and Cap, I don't think, read at all. I'm joking. Cap reads. He's got my book rant. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.